Hello everyone. Welcome to the Starting with Scripture podcast. Ron here. This episode is entitled Church Attendance. Not surprisingly, church attendance is often emphasized by church leaders. We hear it fairly frequently. Those of us that attend uh, regular services usually hear something about it um, every few weeks, if not every few months. What does Scripture say about church attendance? What does Scripture say about Sunday morning attendance? What does Scripture say about attending other times? What is the right motivation to attend church gatherings? I'll return momentarily to start answering these questions. Welcome back, everyone. I'm going to first talk about what the Bible doesn't say about church attendance. There, there are a lot of assumptions and, and perhaps uh, false notions out there about what Scripture says about attendance. And then later on, I'm going to get into what it does say about the matter. And we often talk about going to church. And we use that phrase a lot. But there's really a problem with using the phrasing going to church. Those of us that are Christians cannot really go to church because we are the church. Now, to some of y'all, this might sound like nitpicking, but it's actually an important distinction. Church today emphasizes place too much and doesn't emphasize relationships amongst Christians enough. We emphasize attendance at a building during certain times rather than relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ all of the time. The truth of the matter is that we don't actually have a biblical commandment to go to a building for church. Attending a public building for worship didn't start until about 250 AD, which was 200 years or so after the New Testament was written. Attending public buildings for worship didn't become widespread regular practice until the fourth century. One of the spiritual dangers of overemphasizing the building is that church can easily become something that we do when we are there. And specifically something that we do when we are there at the appointed times instead of us simply being the church all the time. A specific place or where for church gatherings isn't commanded by Scripture. But is a specific when or time commanded? It is often taught in church assemblies that we are commanded to assemble on Sunday mornings. But is that true? The truth of the matter is that there's no commandment whatsoever in the Bible for church to meet on a Sunday morning. Some like to point to Acts 20 and verse 7 as a commandment for us to assemble on Sunday. Acts 20 and verse 7 reads, Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, that is the Apostle Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Acts 20 and verse 7 isn't a commandment at all. It is an example 
An example isn't a commandment. Some try to make the argument that it is a commandment by way of example. Those that make the argument are utilizing a man-made set of interpretive rules that elevate examples to the level of commandments. This system of interpretive rules, which was adopted by some churches, was actually created by the non-Christian Sir Francis Bacon around the year 1600. The Christians that teach that Acts 27 is a commandment often talk about restoring the church of the first century. But they do so with using interpretive rules from the 17th century. Attempting to restore the church to its first century essence by using the 17th century interpretive rules of the unbeliever Sir Francis Bacon is a poor practice indeed. Likewise, saying that Acts 20 and verse 7 is a commandment, even though it is not a commandment, is a poor practice. Teaching that Sunday morning attendance is a commandment is actually a man-made doctrine. Jesus condemns teaching man-made doctrine in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15 verse 9 reads, They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So teaching that it's commanded by Scripture, by the Bible, to attend on Sunday morning is a man-made rule. There is no such commandment. I want to be clear that gathering on Sunday morning isn't a bad thing or even a wrong thing. It's just not commanded. There's some scriptural evidence that the gathering on the first day of the week was a common practice. There's also historical evidence that gathering on the first day of the week was common Christian practice in the early centuries of the church. In the first century, the first day of the week, which we call Sunday, started on Saturday night, or what we call Saturday night, and finished on Sunday at sunset. So our first day of the week starts on Sunday morning, but their first day of the week started on Saturday evening. Some church members today like to condemn churches that meet on Saturday night. However, meeting on Saturday night is actually in keeping with the first century practice and understanding of the first day of the week. Beating people over the head with scripture and telling them that they're sinning when they miss scheduled services aren't good reasons to attend church assemblies. There is, however, scripture that gives us reason to assemble as a church, and some of it can be found in Hebrews 10.24 and 10.25. This passage reads in the New King James Version, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Very plainly, we are to meet together to stir up love and good works. These are positive things associated with Christians assembling together. 
Sadly, Hebrews 10.24 and 10.25 often gets twisted and misused as a weapon to compel attendance. Like the New King James Version that I selected, many English language Bibles use the phrase forsaking the assembling. Oftentimes this practice gets twisted to forsaking the assembly. It goes from assembling to assembly. This one little word change changes the meaning of the passage from being an encouragement to a condemnation for missing one meeting time and thus forsaking the assembly. I will emphasize that the passage does not say forsaking the assembly, which is a one-time event, but rather forsaking the assembling, which is ongoing action. Some go so far as to use the twisted version, forsaking the assembly, as alleged proof that someone that misses Sunday morning Bible class or Sunday morning worship or Sunday evening worship or Wednesday night Bible study one time is actually sinning. It's not the case. The New International Version of Hebrews 10.24 and 10.25 helps clarify the meaning of the passage, and it reads, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It means the same thing, it's just different phrasing in the English language, but it's lacking the confusing or easily twisted forsaking the assembling phrase, which gets twisted to forsaking the assembly, and it simply says in its place, not giving up meeting together. So for someone to violate the, the spirit of this passage, he or she would have to quit meeting altogether with other Christians. It isn't a sin to come five minutes late to Bible class. It's not a sin to miss Sunday morning Bible class. It's not even a sin to miss Sunday morning worship or Sunday evening or Wednesday night Bible study, etc. And I know that's going to bother some people to hear that or for me to say it, but it simply isn't a sin to miss those appointed meeting times. The point of the passage is that we should get together and encourage one another to love and good deeds. That's the point. What about specific meeting times, though? Meeting on Sunday morning isn't commanded in Scripture. Sunday morning Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study, and Sunday evening worship aren't commanded in Scripture either. Sunday morning worship is a practice that uh, started in early centuries of the church in some places. But Sunday evening worship didn't start in the U.S. until the late 1800s. And a lot of times, uh, some Christians will be judgmental towards other Christians because they miss Sunday night. Well, Sunday night is not something that we can even find in New Testament scriptures. Is it wrong to go to Sunday night? No. Is it commanded? No, it's not. Um, 
and we need to be careful about our attitudes about other people's attendance. We need to remember that specific meeting times aren't mentioned in Scripture. And we shouldn't look down upon people, particularly other Christians, that don't attend all the scheduled times. Likewise, if we attend all the scheduled services, that does not make us more righteous, holier, or a better Christian than someone that does not. If we have such attitudes, that's a, that's a type of modern-day Phariseeism, and we need to be careful not to be modern-day Pharisees. When should we meet? In modern Christianity, we tend to overemphasize the scheduled times at the building and underemphasize other informal meeting times. Ancient Christians had different priorities. In the New King James Version, Acts 2.46 tells us, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. The very early Christians met together as a group publicly in the temple, but they also met in each other's homes on a regular basis. They had daily contact with one another in the early church. Now, I know some are going to object to meeting daily, and uh, I don't think the text says that we're legalistically required to do so, but it's what they did. And I've heard some say that, well, this is, the, this is only what happened at the beginning of the church. I mean, just, just in those very first uh, early weeks, early days, maybe early months. But later on in the book of Hebrews, the same idea is echoed. Hebrews 3.13 tells us to exhort one another daily while it is still called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of your heart. The daily fellowship is assumed in this verse. It's just part of the context. It's, it echoes what was said in Acts 2.46. So what do we do about getting together in the 21st century? As I mentioned earlier, more or less, we get hung up on formal service times these days. And some of us judge others by whether or not they attend the formal service times at the building, or if they're late, or if they only hit three out of four, or two out of four, what have you. It's too much emphasis on that. It's really the wrong emphasis. Church is not something that we go somewhere and do. Church is something that we are. If we have relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Concern about the details of assembling will just simply vanish away. When we have relationships with our brethren and consider ourselves a community of faith, we'll want to get together as much as we reasonably can. And we won't worry if a uh, brother or sister so-and-so comes in 10 minutes late. We won't stare at them with judgmental stares. We'll be happy to see them. When we have positive relationships with our brethren, attending twice a week will not be an issue or a concern. When we visit our brothers and sisters in their homes because we are Christian friends, we'll be more likely and more inclined to attend corporate worship together. 
Meeting together to stir up love and good works is a far better motivator to encouraging church attendance, church assembly attendance, than telling people that they're sinning because they're not there on time or telling people that they're sinning because uh, they didn't go to Sunday night or looking down at them because they're not attending all of the scheduled services. It's really the wrong emphasis to look at those things. It's also unscriptural to say that we're required to attend certain times. The pattern of the early church is one of a community where people were in each other's lives, people got together informally, people got together formally, people got together often, people had relationships. They weren't strangers that simply met at a building on Sunday morning and looked at the back of uh, some people's heads for an hour to an hour and a half or something like that. We really get to need to get to know our brothers and sisters in Christ and need to have relationships with them and, and have frequent contact with them and communication with them throughout the week. And doing that will make our weekend assemblies, our Sunday morning assemblies, much more meaningful. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Please like my Starting With Scripture Facebook page. I'll put the link below, but it's https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash start with scripture slash. And until next time, y'all, God bless.